The Productive Woman, Episode 380. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Productive Woman. My name is Laura McClellan and this is a podcast about productivity for busy women. My goal is to help you find the tools and encouragement you need to manage your time, life, stress, and stuff so you can accomplish the things you care about most and make a life that matters. Well, welcome back, or welcome if you're new. Thank you so much for joining me for what turns out to be the first episode of this new year. We're going to be talking this week about some things we can do to make this year even better than last year. You'll find links and additional information in the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 380. This episode is brought to you by Calm. It's a new year, which means a lot of us have exercise on the brain, but really what you need, or certainly what I need, is to exercise our brains. Resolve to strengthen your mind with a mindfulness practice. And just like a new gym routine, you might need a little help from a trainer, and that's where Calm comes in. I am so pleased to partner with Calm, the number one mental wellness app, to help give you the tools that improve the way you feel. You can clear your head with guided daily meditations, improve your focus with Calm's curated music tracks, and drift off to dreamland with Calm's imaginative sleep stories for children and adults. And if you go to calm.com slash TPW, you'll get a limited time offer of 40% off a Calm premium subscription, which includes hundreds of hours of programming. That is the subscription that I have that I pay for. Uh, It's got tons of great programming with new content added every week. Over 100 million people around the world, including me, use Calm to take care of their minds. And you can sleep more, stress less, and live better with Calm. And as a reminder for listeners of the show, Calm is offering that special limited time promotion of 40% off a Calm premium subscription at calm.com slash TPW. That's calm, C-A-L-M dot com slash TPW for 40% off unlimited access to Calm's entire library. Once more, that's calm dot com slash tpw. Okay, so I am happy to be back after taking the month of January off. Uh, As I announced in the last episode of last year, I had made a decision to kind of take a sabbatical for the first time in the seven, seven and a half years that I've been uh, producing this podcast. I took a whole month off of producing new content And the plan was to spend a lot of time thinking about where we go from here, what the the podcast and the Productive Woman community will look like as we go forward and so on. And I did do some of that, but I have to confess, uh, the month did not go the way that I thought it would. Among other things, about midway through the month, I got sick. Uh, so I spent a lot of time recovering. I am on the tail end of it now as I sit here recording this. You know, it, it, I, I wasn't tested, but as far as I know, it was, it was COVID. And it wasn't terrible. I wasn't hospitalized or anything like that. But I was feeling pretty lousy and, of course, needed to, to quarantine, stay away from other people, which meant 
It postponed physical therapy uh, following the knee surgery that I had in December, postponed a lot of other things. So I spent a lot of time just recovering, trying to feel better. But when I could, still spent a fair amount of time thinking about this coming year, um, doing some reading, some resting, some feeding my mind and my creativity and and coming up with some some thoughts about where I want to go, both personally, professionally, and and with the productive woman for the coming year. Uh, among other things, kind of toward the end of the month, we did have a a great uh, Zoom chat for the productive woman community. I, I spent an hour on Zoom. I I posted it in the productive woman community Facebook group to let folks know I'd be there. And it turned into a pretty neat little international chat as several women from different parts of the world joined the call for various parts of it. Uh, and it was just a really fun time to connect, to catch up, to get some, for me, some feedback and some ideas for the coming year. And so I'm going to be kind of uh, pondering what we talked about during that chat. I hope to do another one or two uh, coming up in in the weeks to come. So I'll, I'll keep you posted about that in case you want to join in. But we'll see where we go from there. In the meantime, one of the things that I thought about during January while I was resting and thinking was... Uh, some ways that I, we can make this year better than last year, better, more productive, more, more enjoyable, just, just better in general. And these were things that I came up with that I want to do to make this year better that might be useful to you. And some of this was inspired by some things that I read, some things that I heard and saw and some conversations I had. I'm going to share some of that later on in this episode. But for now, here are about, what are we? What are we? I didn't write down the number of them. About six, yeah, about six ways that we can make this year better than last year. And so number one for me is I want to read more. Uh, I've been a bookworm since I was a little girl and uh, I've always loved books. I own a lot of them. I read voraciously. I always have. But I was realizing over the last, you know, as I was thinking about this during January, that over the last couple of years, I just haven't read as many books and uh, I miss it. I, it's easy to get caught up in watching videos or listening to things, but reading to me is a different kind of uh, input that is valuable for lots of reasons. And so one of the things that I intend to do this year to make this year better than last year is to carve out time for more reading. That's across the spectrum, both fiction and nonfiction. Uh, reading inspires me. It feeds my mind. It gives me ideas for things to do with my time and my life and my energy. It uh, it makes me think, uh, whether fiction or nonfiction. Uh, I like to read books on productivity-related topics, and I have been reading some of those, which I will share with you in upcoming episodes, some, some suggestions for books that you might find useful. But again, fiction also is uh, can be inspirational to me. If you choose well-written books, uh, they can give you a, a viewpoint in a different way of thinking and a different way of living that can maybe inspire you to make changes in your own life, or and, and if nothing else gives you food for thought. 
So that's number one for me uh, that I intend to do more reading this year. And as I said, I'll share some recommendations in coming episodes for some things that I have found um, meaningful or inspiring. Number two on the uh, six simple ways to make this year better than last year, it kind of feeds off of the idea of reading more, but, but it's a little broader. And that is to intentionally schedule time for what feeds you. And that's a very broad category, but and it's going to be different for different types of people. So if you are an introvert, as I am, you are fed, energized by time alone. If you're an extrovert, you're going to be fed and, uh, you know, spirit, soul, mind, whatever, and encouraged and energized by time with other people. And so depending on your personality, your interests, and that sort of thing, that will that will kind of guide you in finding those things that feed your creativity, that energize you, that restore you. You know, life can be depleting, right? The, the things that we do uh, we, as women, we spend a lot of time meeting other people's needs, whether it's in our professional life, in our home life, or whatever. And we need to do things to make time on purpose for things that restore the energy and the enthusiasm, the creativity, and just the the joy of life for us. And the, whatever that is going to be may be different from one person to the next. So again, if you're an extrovert, maybe scheduling time for get-togethers with friends especially in these days where so many of us for the last couple of years, whether willingly or not, have been working from home, maybe isolated more than we have been in past years. If you are an extrovert, that can be really tough. And so to feed yourself, you need to get together with friends and you can plan different ways of doing that. On the other hand, if you're an introvert and you need time alone, schedule time alone to do those things that are encouraging or, or energizing for you across the spectrum, lots of different things. And I, you know, as I was kind of brainstorming things that I might want to do, uh, that I could schedule in the time that would feed my soul, so to speak. Some of the things that came to mind for me were a visit to an art gallery. I know we have them in Dallas and I, it's been years since I've gone to one. Uh, maybe go for a walk in a beautiful outdoor setting, a nearby park, or if there's, you know, woods or some something outdoors near where you live or work. Maybe it's working on a creative project that maybe you haven't made time for in a while. Uh, if you like to paint or do photography or needlepoint or scrapbooking or play the piano or another instrument some sort of creative project may feed your soul. And in each case, I, 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 you know, I keep going back to this sort of differences between introverts and extroverts. A lot of these things can be um, uh, energizing and, and can be implemented regardless of where you are on that spectrum, because you can do them with other people, right? And so the, the point, though, of this item is figuring out what feeds you, what, what lights you up, what energizes you, and schedule time on purpose for that. We can get so caught up in the day-to-day -day of just, you know, getting our work done, getting the house in order, getting meals on the table, doing the necessary, and 
and uh, the the things that feed and encourage and and energize us just get shoved off to the side. We'll we'll get to it someday. Well, one of the things that I want to do this year is to really intentionally think about what are those things for me and when am I going to do it and get it on the calendar, make that appointment with myself and honor it just as much as I would uh, an appointment with anybody else. So that's number two on my list of six simple ways to make this year better than last year. Number three is another sort of broad category, and that is to curate your world more intentionally. And that is be more intentional about the, the, the things you have around you, the, the inputs that come into your mind, into your ears, into your eyes, the people you surround yourself, the activities you spend time on, and the stuff that's in your space. Just be more thoughtful and intentional about curating these things and creating a world to surround you that is purposeful, that feeds and encourages you, that is what you want your life to be like. And and for me, this very much goes to the idea of what I want my life to be like. Uh, Toward the end, you know, in the last few episodes of last year, we were talking about um, goal setting and and creating a vision for for our life and really thinking intentionally about w- what do I want my life to be like? Who do I want to be in the world? And for me, I know as I thought about that, what how I want to feel on a day to day basis is at peace, positive, and joyful. You may want something else. And so this, you know, we always have to go back to what do you want your life to be like? What, What kind of world do you want to surround yourself in and create for yourself and the people you love? Whatever that is, that should be the guiding principle as you think about the activities you choose, the stuff you have in your the space around you, the things you listen to and watch, the people you spend time with. All of those things, I, I really like the idea of curating our life. We can curate our possessions, just like a, a museum curator, their, part of their job is to choose intentionally what pieces will be displayed and how they'll be displayed. Uh, so for me, this item is about curating my world, the things, the inputs, the people, the activities, the space, the stuff to create for myself an environment that supports the kind of person I want to be in the world, the way I want to feel uh, on a day-to-day basis, and how I can contribute in the world. So that's number three for me. I, I really do want to spend time on this. I encourage you to think about whether this would be something that would help make this year better for you than last year was, to be very intentional about the things you surround your things, people, activities, and so on that you surround yourself with to create a world and an environment that lets you be the best version of, of who you want to be in the world. Uh, number four on my list of six simple ways to make this year better than last year is to speak and act more kindly to others and to yourself. This is one I've spent a lot of time thinking about over even just, you know, the last year or so, 
but particularly in January as I was kind of laying around recovering and, and, you know, necessarily being kind of quiet, I just feel like the world has become a very harsh, confrontational, judgmental place. And I find myself veering off toward being that kind of person a at times, a harsh, confrontational, judgmental kind of person. And that's just not how uh, how I want to be in the world. It's not the kind of person I want to be. It's not I don't ever want to be the kind of person who is going to celebrate when when bad things happen to someone, even to someone that I I disagree with or who's been unkind to me. I, I don't want the the circumstances around me to dictate who I am in the world. And I do believe that it is possible to live peacefully and with kindness even with people whose ideas and beliefs are different from mine. And I want to do that on purpose. And so one of the ways we can do that is to pay attention to the thoughts we're having, to the the conversations going on in our own minds about ourselves and about other people, and choose kindness. Uh, speak and act more kindly to other people, even those we disagree with, but also to yourself. Um, I think we, we've talked on this podcast more than once about how, um, how often we are harder on ourselves than we are on anybody else. And so uh, one thing that I think is really important to me in this year to come is to be more kind to myself, to extend grace to myself. We talk about that on this show all the time, don't we? To extend grace to each other and to ourselves. It requires purpose, uh, purposeful attention. It, it, it requires uh, attention, being aware that when we're veering off into unkindness and to harshness and to judgmentalism and choosing a different way. And so I honestly believe that for each of us individually and for us as a community and as a society, it will be a better year this year than last year if we can simply choose to be more kind to ourselves and to each other. Number five on my list is simply to pay attention. I want to be more present and more aware of my surroundings, of the people around me, of my feelings. I want to be paying attention to my uh, the things that I'm experiencing, be there in that moment instead of, you know, there in body, but off somewhere else in mind, you know, whether it's dwelling on the past or noodling over what's going to happen in the future. Uh, this is another example, and I, I hope this doesn't seem too sort of woo-woo, but th this is really something uh, that I've noticed about myself that I am, um, even if I'm not technically multitasking in the sense of trying to do two things at the same time, in a way I am multitasking because my mind is doing something different from what my body is. And I want to slow down, be more mindful, and simply pay attention 
And maybe this comes from the fact that, you know, I'm, I'm getting to be, I am a woman of a certain age. I'll turn 62 this spring. And uh, that all by itself is just kind of unfathomable to me that I have reached that age. But it feels like, and this is so cliche, I know it is, but it feels like time is just going by faster and faster the older I get. And I want to be able to hold on to the moments that I'm experiencing, whether it's with my family or sitting out on the the front porch, enjoying, you know, feeling the breeze or whatever it is. I want to capture these moments. I want to truly experience them and not, uh, and not miss it because my mind is somewhere else and, and, and I'm not really experiencing whatever I'm in the middle of. And so number five for me on this list of simple ways to make this year better than last year is simply to pay attention, to be in the moment more of the time uh, and, and really make memories out of the simple things that we can experience from day to day. And finally, number six on the list is simply to be yourself, to stop trying to be like someone else or like who you think you should be. I have noticed at various times in various contexts a feeling of of discontent or feeling like I don't measure up because I'm not accomplishing certain things that other people that I know are accomplishing or feeling like I'm not doing all I could because I'm not going nonstop morning to night every day when I am seeing other people who seem to accomplish so much more than I do. But I've had time to really think deeply about the question of whether that's the life I want. And I am realizing that my way isn't necessarily wrong just because it's different from what other people are choosing. And there were a couple of things that I saw during the month of January that really helped kind of inspire me to think more about this, that really solidified my thinking. One of them is from a a video. This is a woman who I I don't even remember her name, but I'll put a link to one of her videos in the show notes for this episode. She's a writer, a novelist. Her outfit is called Heart Breathings. And one of her videos, she was talking about some of the same kind of stuff that I've been talking about today. And what something she said was so kind of profound for me that I actually stopped the video to write it down. She said, try for a year to stop beating yourself up over who you're not and just embrace who you are. And I thought, hmm, Wow. I mean, that just is really profound for me to, to embrace who you are instead of beating yourself up, criticizing yourself for who you're not. And that's hard for me because I see whether it's other lawyers who are, you know, doing bigger things. I always, when I was younger, I thought it might be, you know, I might like to be a judge. Well, that's not, that's not ever going to happen and that's okay. You know, I have chosen a different path with my life. That means my legal career has gone a different direction than it might have otherwise. 
There are other people whose podcasts, you know, they've created businesses around them and they're they're making a living doing various things related to whatever they podcast about. And sometimes I felt like, well, am I am I not doing all I could? But the fact is, I, I'm doing with this podcast and with this community what I want to do, which is to build a community and interact with women like you and and support and encourage each other. And as I said, I really have come to the conclusion that my way of doing things isn't necessarily wrong. The fact that I talk about productivity doesn't mean I have to schedule every minute of every day and, you know, check off item after item after item off of a a long to-do list and, you know, make a huge impact that way. I've chosen a different path and that's okay. Some of this was uh, my thinking about this. uh, I've been thinking about it for quite a while, but particularly in January, I was really thinking about this a lot as I was considering how do I want to go forward with this podcast, with the Productive Woman community? What kind of things do I want to do? How much time, energy, and attention do I want to invest uh, and still leave time for the other things that matter to me? Uh, And as I was feeling this pull to, you know, reach for the stars and all the things that people tell you, you should, you know, uh, strive for excellence. And, and I felt this resistance to it. And maybe you have felt this too, that you feel, you know, you hear the message of we as women need to accomplish all these things. And yet you're, you're feeling pulled a different direction. I'm there with you. And some of this, my thinking about this was inspired by a blog post I read that was so impactful for me that I want to share, I'm going to read it to you. Um, and I, I want you to hear not just the heart of the woman who wrote this post, but my heart in this, because she expressed in, in such a, a profound way so much of what I had been thinking. And I will put a link in the show notes um, this is from a, a, a blog called A Life in Progress. And, and here's what she had to say that really kind of set me back on my heels and, and turned my thinking uh, really in a different direction than it had been going. And here's what she said. What if all I want is a small, slow, simple life? What if I am most happy in the space of in-between, where calm lives? What if I am mediocre? and choose to be at peace with that. The world is such a noisy place, loud haranguing voices lecturing me to hustle, to improve, build, strive, yearn, acquire, compete, and grasp for more, for bigger and better. Sacrifice sleep for productivity, strive for excellence, go big or go home, have a huge impact in the world, make your life count. But what if I just don't have it in me? What if all the striving for excellence leaves me sad, worn out, depleted, drained of joy? Am I simply not enough? What if I never really amount to anything when I grow up, beyond mom and sister and wife? But these people in my primary circle of impact know they are loved and that I would choose them again, given the choice. Can this be enough? What if I never build an orphanage in Africa but send bags of groceries to people here and there and support a couple of kids through sponsorship? 
What if I just offer the small gifts I have to the world and let that be enough? What if I don't want to write a cookbook or build a six-figure business or speak before thousands, but I write because I have something to say and invest in a small community of women I care about and encourage them to love and care for themselves well, because bigger isn't always better and the individual matters. She is enough. What if I just accept this mediocre body of mine that is neither big nor small, just in between, and I embrace the fact that I have no desire to work for rock-hard abs or 18% body fat, and I make peace with it and decide that when I lie on my deathbed, I will never regret having just been me, take me or leave me. What if I'm a mediocre home manager who rarely dusts and mostly maintains order and makes real food but sometimes buys pizza and who is horrified at moments by the utter mess in some areas of her home, who loves to menu plan and budget but then breaks her own rules and pushes back against rigidity, who doesn't care about decorating and fancy things, whose home is humble but safe. What if I am not cut out for the frantic pace of this society and cannot even begin to keep up? and see so many others with what appears to be boundless energy and stamina, but know that I need tons of solitude and calm and abundance of rest and swaths of unscheduled time in order to be healthy, body, mind, spirit healthy. Am I enough? What if I'm too religious for some and not spiritual enough for others, non-evangelistic, not bold enough, yet willing to share in quiet ways, in genuine relationship, my deeply rooted faith, and my doubts and insecurities. This will have to be enough. And if I have been married 21 years and love my husband more today than yesterday, but have never had a fairy tale romance and break the experts' marriage rules about doing a ton of activities together and having a bunch in common, and we don't, and we like time apart and time together, is our marriage good enough? What if I'm a mom who delights in her kids but needs time for herself and sometimes just wants to be first and doesn't like to play but who hugs and affirms and supports her kids in their passions? A mediocre mom who can never live up to her own expectations of good enough, let alone yours. What if I embrace my limitations and stop railing against them, make peace with who I am and what I need, and honor your right to do the same? Except that all I really want is a small, slow, simple life, a mediocre life, a beautiful, quiet, gentle life. I think it is enough. And again, this this was a post written by a woman who I, I, I will link in the show notes. I encourage you to check out her website. But so much of what she said resonated with me. Um, I've been married more than 21 years, for it, though. Love my husband more today than yesterday, but I wouldn't call ours a fairy tale romance. So much of what she had to say there, as I said, resonated with me. What I want to say about this, though, is I'm not suggesting you should not pursue excellence in any and every area of your life that matters to you. I'm not saying I think the desire to set big goals and crush them is wrong. What I am saying, and what this this blog post that I just read for you encouraged me in is that each of us gets to choose for herself what her life should look like. And one way 
is not better than the other. You get to choose for yourself. And I encourage you to do so. Uh, and in doing so, you you almost certainly will make this year better than last year. So those are my thoughts on this. I'd really love to know what you think. What are you doing so far this year to make it a good year? Share your thoughts with me. Uh, I would love to hear about it. You can do that in the comments section of the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 380 or post a comment or question on the Productive Woman Facebook page. If you're a member of the Productive Woman Community Facebook group, we can also talk about it there. I would love that. As always, if you prefer to share your thoughts with me privately, you can do that by emailing your questions, comments, or suggestions to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com. And I definitely will uh, will get back to you. I've been slow in doing so the last few months, uh, even in January. Some of you checked in with me, and I appreciated it so much. Uh, because I was sick, I, I was not uh, able to keep up with email very much, but I'm working on getting caught up. One quick little follow-up item. In that last episode of 2021, we talked about goals, the importance of periodic review, uh, You know, sp- setting aside time to review goals, plans, schedule, and progress, and so on. And as I mentioned in that episode, I am willing to host up to four women at a time in my home here in North Texas for a quarterly weekend planning retreat. Um, There will be a small charge to cover food and supplies, and you would be responsible for your own transportation costs to get here. But it would just be kind of a long weekend, a Friday, Saturday, Sunday uh, to, to get together. We'll share meals, otherwise spend time. We can brainstorm goals and talk about progress together and, and plan for them the next quarter. The first one of these will be the last week of March. So that'll be, I think, March 25th through the 27th of 2022. If you're interested in participating in something like that, you can email me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com and I'll get you more information and, um, you know, we can get it, get it on the schedule. I'm going to be spending that weekend doing my own review of the first quarter and plans for the next quarter, and uh, I invite you to come and join me. Uh, I do want to take a minute to say a quick thank you to someone who left a very kind review of the podcast in Apple Podcast, Mama Doc VC from the United States said, I've been listening to The Productive Woman for almost two years. I'm ashamed it's taken me so long to write a review, but here it is at long last. Uh, No apologies and no shame needed, by the way. She says, I stumbled upon TPW during the early days of the pandemic when I was looking to organize my life and become more productive as a woman, wife, mom, and physician. I started binging TPW and never looked back. I eagerly anticipate new episodes each week. During my recent personal goal setting session for the beginning of 2022, the goal planner I'm using challenged me to identify important podcasts I could turn to on my productivity journey, and TPW was the only one on my list. I have no less than 110 podcasts in my feed. She says, please don't judge. They satisfy many niches. No judgment. Absolutely not. Uh, She says, many of which are geared toward productivity and organization, but honestly, TPW takes the cake. Each episode is thoughtfully researched and presented. I appreciate Laura's authenticity, compassion, and easily digestible advice and perspective. 
In addition, her voice is soothing and comforting and feels like I'm hearing from a longtime friend. TPW is without a doubt one of the few podcasts I really look forward to listening to. While I enjoy the many different guests she brings, my favorite episodes are the ones with just Laura discussing her thoughts and ideas. She has a unique voice and perspective that I appreciate hearing from, from each week. Thank you, Laura, for the love and energy you pour into each episode. Well, thank you, Mama Doc VC. That um, first two times I read that, I teared up. It's that's very encouraging. So thank you for that. I'm, I'm glad to know you're part of the community. Uh, I think we're getting, that's it. Don't forget for listeners of this podcast, Palm, our sponsor is offering a limited time promotion that will give you 40% off their premium subscription. Just go to calm.com slash TPW. That's C-A-L-M dot com slash TPW for 40% off unlimited access to Calm's entire library. Thank you to Calm for supporting the Productive Woman podcast and for helping me to get to sleep at night. And that is it for this episode of The Productive Woman. I am so glad to be back. I missed you all. It feels like a lifetime since I've sat down to talk with you. Thank you so much for spending this time with me. I look forward to talking with you again soon. So until next time, remember, extend grace to each other and to yourself and go make your life matter. Matter.